Welcome back. I'm Rachel. And I'm Alex. And this is Let Me Tell You. I'm going to quickly add the same disclaimer I put on the last one. We're going to tell a lot of our stories, personal stories today. So if you know anyone, happen to know anyone that we talk about, or if you are someone that we talk about, uh, just listen. <laughs> Keep in mind that it's our truth and we're just speaking it. This is part three of our religious series. Today we're going to be talking about growing up in the church um, and our religious trauma associated with that. We're going to be focusing more on the then. So there's going to be a lot of like loose ends that we won't cover until next time. Next time we'll talk about the now, like recovering from it and kind of figuring out who we are today. But for now, I guess we'll start at the beginning with like elementary school areas. You want to you wanna start? You so, wanna start? yeah, I remember I it's very hard to remember elementary school because I was so young. Ooh, I, got my mm-hmm. um, I was so young. Uh, a lot of it was, I remember being upset, especially during like, um, like, like your <laughs> sorry, I'm trying to spray my cat. <laughs> I was like, had like this constant fear of being away from my mom. I had it in school mm-hmm. too. So it was like, uh, I didn't like going to school either. Yeah. As I forget I had that. to be away from my mom. Um, same was for church. And like, of course, everybody was always nice. And like, I remember being in the nursery. Mm, yeah. And like being upset that I had to be in the nursery. <laughs> away from your mom. Away from my mom. Yeah. And be like, you're going to come back and get me, right? <laughs> I was sick on constant fear that she was just going to fucking leave me. Oh my God. I, I do love my mom. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, for me, I don't, I don't have a lot of memory of my elementary school years either, but I remember constantly having. <clears throat> like, a horrible fear of just doing things wrong. Like, I always had to make sure I was doing things right. And a lot of that caused me to just make sure that I wasn't doing anything wrong and not necessarily, like, standing up for what was right. Um, And I just had this constant fear that, like, okay, is this right? If this isn't this isn't right like I need to make sure that I'm doing right if this person's doing wrong I need to make sure that I'm not doing what they're doing and it was this constant that was later in like elementary school like the later like fourth or fifth grade Uh uh-huh probably for all of it but Mm -hmm. like most were evident so because that directly correlates Mm -hmm. with me getting bullied yeah so I got bullied (laughs) in the church by like my friend these older girls. And yeah. I don't know how much older. They were just an older. I think they were a year older than me, I want to say. Something so like two that. older than you. Two older than Two me. grades. Two grades. Yeah. Okay, yeah. So that's the we're the same age. Yeah, we're the same grade. Well, yeah, we're the same age. We would have we been in the grades. same grade if I had been born just a little bit earlier. Yeah, I barely got into that upper grade. But, um, yeah, it was my closest friend's. Um, there were two of them, and they were always a lot closer to each other than I was. Like, I was definitely the backup friend, <laughs> looking back. But there were two two of them, especially two girls, that I hung out with. And one of them in particular was horrible to you. Oh, yeah. She was so mean to me. She would tell me that I wasn't worth anything, that I was going to amount to nothing. I remember so vividly exactly what happened to you. It happened on the playground. And it really? was, like, later in the night. 
we had like just gone outside to go play. Uh-huh. I remember it so vividly. Huh. I I remember her being mean to you, but I don't remember specific things she said because I was too focused on making sure like it wasn't me. Like if I wasn't the one that bullied you, then that made me, I was in the clear. <laughs> so I would just stand by and not say anything because if I didn't say anything, that means I wasn't being the bully. And I didn't understand the concept of like, I should put a stop to this. Yeah, if you see something, say something. Yeah. They preach that on Cartoon Network now. <laughs> really? Yeah, it's like a, they have like a bully program. Huh. But yeah, the like, and I'll point out that when that one, one out of three, the one girl out of three of us was not there, I was nice to you and the other girl was nice to you. Yeah. But the moment that other girl stepped in, it was over. He's famous for my cat. Yep. That's how it was. It was just like, I remember one, and we used to have like dinners at the church, like a Ooh. Wednesday night. <laughs> Good ass dinners. Anyway, um, <laughs> I remember that one time that she was not there. The one, the other girl, we like actually like hung out and played together because there weren't a bunch of people there that night. I don't yeah. remember why. That's what we did. She just like hung out with me. We talked mm-hmm. and we like walked around the church just talking. Mm-hmm. I was like, wow, I have a friend. <laughs> yeah. Because I like had no friends. Yeah. Well, it was literally just because that one girl ran the show. Like she ran the whole friendship dynamic. She was always telling us how things needed to be and when they needed. And like if it wasn't her way, like we weren't doing anything. Like it was either her way or nothing. <laughs> her that might be a little too much, but her mom was also mean too. <laughs> I don't remember that specifically, but um, I remember it because she would always say something to me because I don't know if the other girl had said something to her mom oh, or like said something about me to her mom. So her mom thought I was like a delinquent or something, oh. or like a bad kid. <laughs> oh so god. her mom would be mean to me too. Oh my god! Or like oh, be like a like, like a daughter, parent, like a like a all right, honey. Uh, like, yeah, she would treat you like. Talk down to you. Talk down to me. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Well, I stopped being friends with them after a while. I couldn't tell you why. One of them moved away, and I can't tell you why I stopped being friends with the other one, but we started hanging out more in, I want to say it was my fourth or fifth grade. It was like fifth, fourth, your fifth. Something like that. Um, And we started hanging out more and became a lot closer. Um, I also hung out with this other girl for a while, and I can't for the life of me figure out where she fit into all of it, but she was my uh, close friend for a while, and then she moved away, but she kind of went a little crazy. (laughs) She kind of, like, she was dating so many guys at, like, seven years old, (laughs) and I was like, I don't. I don't know how to deal with this because oh, I have like because no, oh, <laughs> I have no interest in guys right now. Like this is not yeah. I this is not something that I want to be around just because I don't I don't care. So I wasn't friends with her for too long, but um I yeah, we started hanging out and we would like we had those Wednesday night lunch or dinners, um, and we would hang out, we would like eat really quick. So that we could go run around the church like a bunch of hoodlums and like 
You're talking about us? Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. We were like, eat really, we didn't, we never sat with each other either. We always sat with like our Our families. families. Yeah. And like your family would sit with like your other family Uh and everything. And my family would sit with our family, like my grandmother and I think we did in middle school for a while. Towards middle school, y'all started sitting with uh, us. Mm -hmm. Y'all would leave your families. Yeah. Uh My family. Uh huh. And then we'd be like, eat really fast. And then we'd be like, all right, bye. And uh-huh. head out. Yeah. And we would like run around the church just doing random shit until our classes started. Um, but I was always so, and, and Melissa, when she came along, like not that long after. Mm-hmm. Um, and <laughs> I, again, I was always so very much, I have to do the right thing. Like I was such a goody two shoes. Um, and at one point when, I don't remember if we were close at this point, but we were switching classes because we had two classes. Um, and we were in between them and my friend that I said, like that one friend that she was into guys a lot and we ended up not being friends for that long. (laughs) We were walking in between the classes and she, we were kind of huddled in the hallway and she was like, God but teacher's such a bitch. And I remember with like looking at her and the way she said it, I was like, that's gotta be a bad word. <laughs> LOL. And I remember, and I told you about this before we started recording the other day, that I didn't have like access to internet at this point in my life because I was so young. Mm-hmm. And so I like went home and looked it up like in the dictionary. <laughs> and... I, like, read what it said, you know, like a, I don't even remember, like a disagreeable, like, angry woman or whatever. I actually do really want to look that up right now just to see what it actually says. Yeah, put it in the dictionary because I, the way she said it, I knew it was a bad word. So it, like, shook me a little bit. And I was like, well, I want to know what it means. And so I got home and and when I looked it up, you find it? I'm looking at like a dictionary. Like a definition, yeah. A very bad or unpleasant woman a woman you strongly dislike or hate and says informal, something that is very difficult or unpleasant. Unpleasant. Okay. The think the one that I read said something about like anger and like being angry or something. And so I remember reading it, which listen now, <laughs> before I say this, <laughs> that woman is, is a dream. Like I have recently just sat and talked to her and she, I love her to death. She's amazing. She's super cool. She'll listen to you all day. She's love her. But at the time, <laughs> at the time, at the time when I looked that up in the dictionary, I remember being like, Oh my God, like she's right. <laughs> like she by, this, by this definition. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's true. She would, she would be a bitch. And then I like, I was so torn up about it of like, but it's a bad word, but like, it's true. Yes, it's an expression of dissatisfaction, 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 (laughs) dissatisfaction, pain or resentment. Resentment. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so, yeah, I was like, she's right though. And I was like, does that make it wrong? But it is still a bad word. And it's like, okay, well, my friend said a bad word. Does that mean she's a bad person? And I had this whole like dialogue in my head of like, what does this mean? (laughs) And that's when I learned my first cuss word. LOL. I want to say I was fourth or fifth grade. To be fair, she was a bitch back then. The teacher? Yes. Yes. God, I remember it. So I hated her with a passion. 
happened. <laughs> I remember being like, can you just shut the fuck up in yeah. my head constantly? I was like, shut up. Mm-hmm. Shut up, shut up, shut up. I hope you die. <laughs> oh like, I was God. so fucking angry at her. for no. She never did anything to me either. Well, yeah, she would just get very, like, if you did anything out of line, like, anything. If you were, like, under your breath whispering something for two seconds while she was talking, you were, like, getting yelled at and in trouble. Like, she would hop on your ass for any reason. <laughs> I have issues with authority too. So Yeah, that was also a little bit of you. <laughs> I mean, I knew it. But for a while. Obviously, several people did not like her. It wasn't oh, just no. me. No, no, no. Yeah, for sure. A lot of people didn't because she would hop on your ass so quickly. But we would get in trouble for a while after we became friends. Because so we would just con- like straight talk the entire class. And we would get in trouble a good bit for that. <laughs> yeah. Um, but... I, that is like all I can remember about elementary school. That those are like the only things. Oh, Melissa did punch a kid. Oh, that's very true. <laughs> Forgot well, about Melissa that. Melissa did straight punch him in the face. There was this... it was great. He's like one of those people that's wonderful now. Yeah, like, yeah. I adore him. I love him to death. Now he has thriving. Yes, he has blossomed into himself. But when he was a kid, he had like the biggest. He was like two years younger than me. Oh yeah, he's very much two or three. He was, like, two younger than us. Yeah, so, like, three grades below me, and he had the biggest crush on me, and he would just follow us around the church in between, like, before we went to class. He would just follow us around, and, uh, like, it was just a mission to avoid him for a while, and he was, like, so obnoxious. (laughs) And there was a while where I was, like, literally go away. Like, I do not want you near us right now, and we closed ourselves in a room and i was like melissa listen i'm just gonna open this just throw your fist out (laughs) it was you know you know what that explains a lot of our friendship (laughs) dynamic now what do you mean because i remember running from that all the way through and i'd be like we maybe should do this and then we'd y'all would be like yeah 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 and i'd be like actually let's not do that (laughs) and like i would back down real quick or i would like not have the ideas i would just Uh, be like let's go here instead and like we would do that yeah but i remember you being like yeah do this and this was like hell yeah i'll do that and that's very much you guys' dynamic our dynamic still to this day that's funny i didn't think about that and you're like i'm just gonna open it and you Go for I it. knew he was right there. So I was like, I'm just going to swing this open. So you throw your fist through it and I'm going to close it. <laughs> and I remember her, she threw her fist and I was behind the door. So I didn't see anything. <laughs> but all I heard was like, ah! <laughs> I remember seeing it. She like square in the face, punched him. Because I was like a little bit behind y'all because yeah. I was like, I'm going to step back. Uh, <laughs> she got an earful from his grandmother later on. But who was also a bitch. Yeah, she was rough. But like i mean to be fair melissa did punch him right yeah yeah yeah. i would be upset yeah if i was if that was my grandson and then like in high school he was friends with us right i don't like by high school we were friends we were all hanging out yeah oh my gosh i forgot about that oh it's so funny (laughs) all this happened in church though which is Mm-hmm. the whole other layer like no i got knew. fucking bullied yeah. i we punched a kid yeah no one knew i mean his grandmother knew about the punch oh. but like <laughs> in general no no one knew the real stuff that was going on um in middle school middle school for me was just desperately trying to figure out who i wanted to be um 
I was desperately trying so hard to be cool, but I also had this need to like be good and follow the rules and like do what I needed to do and was supposed to do. But I was still desperately trying to be like accepted by my friends and be like cool. Yeah. And you and Melissa were like my only people to like look at and be like, yeah, they're cool. I want to do. I want to do what they do. I listen. I wish. Uh, I wish I could show like pictures. I know Melissa either. In no way yeah. was cool. No, no, none of us. In any sense or fashion, and the fact that you were like, wow. <laughs> They're so cool. Oh, my God. You want me to put pictures on the Instagram no. page? Okay. <laughs> I would love to forget what I looked like back then. I mean, <laughs> I was so desperate to be, like, accepted. Okay, because, listen, at home, like, I was the odd one out in my house. And, like, I didn't get a lot of special attention or anything like that. So, like, I was always desperately trying to be like special and cool to somebody and y'all were like the only ones and I was like oh, yes that's it that's the one I gotta be like that <laughs> but at the same time desperately trying to be good and do what I was supposed to do um but in middle school we talked about that in purity culture a little bit that was when you were put into the um analogy with the piece of paper and like yes. being torn up and that was in middle school so that introduced a whole ton of the beginning of our sexual drama mm -hmm. um within purity culture that and they <clears throat> constantly preached like I, when you're in middle school you are just trying to figure out like, who you are, who you want to be, yeah. everything else. And they were constantly preaching, like, if you don't figure this out, you already know who you should be. Yeah. This is who you should be. And if you stray from that, you're going to hell. Mm -hmm. I was so panicked at in middle school oh, that I was going to hell. Yep. That I, like, spent – I was so, uh, like, depressed and upset mm -hmm. the majority of middle school. And I put this in my notes somewhere. I don't know where I put it, but <clears> – <throat> The fact that this is an unpopular opinion amongst especially Christians, but we were too young to be deciding, making spiritual decisions for ourselves that we thought would alter our eternal soul. Mm. <laughs> like kids do not need that pressure on them. They are not developmentally capable or ready to be making spiritual decisions. I was like 12. Yeah, like when we 13. were 11, 12, 13. Hell, I was in elementary school when I was worried about going to hell. I, I was in elementary school worried about going to hell. Exactly. Like, I was so, like, so – it just kept getting worse. <clears throat> and, like, yeah. I – that's one thing I, like, I won't do. This gets a little into the parenting, like parenting stuff, yeah. in the future and, like, how we, where we are now. But that's one thing I will refuse to do. Mm -hmm. I will not introduce my children. And, like, that is a very unpopular thing. Yeah. That's very, like, fought against because – they should know Christ right. that. from no. a young age. From a young age. No, my children will not know anything mm -hmm. about anything until I decide that they are old enough and they yeah. are 
develop or like out. when they're interested in it or if when they're interested but they're not gonna but be like, interested no, in it they're not gonna be interested in it until at least high school at least and if they ask me questions like i'll tell them what i think but i'm gonna be very clear of like no one really knows and like yeah so more of like a well i was taught this yeah but yeah uh, we were just way too young to be in constant fear of our eternal damnation yeah exactly it, it was too much and i will not do that and i will make that statement with my family because my yeah. family and my my fiance's family are very mm. you know your family a majority less so. of them my family less so but they're they're even still they're very much still christians mm-hmm. or people believing of god and mm-hmm. i won't do it I'll yeah. make sure they know that they, they do say. not do that around that's my kids. That's going to be a real hard topic for my family, but yeah. Same. Yeah, that's going to be a lot harder for you than it will for me, but because they think that's the most important part yeah. of my childhood. I would, well, I'm very blessed with that because because I, even though my family, my, you know, in-law family is, a, you know, we pray before every meal, yeah. this, this, and that. They are very respectful of their decisions or mm-hmm. of other people's decisions. Yeah. And I'm grateful for that. Mm-hmm. Of yeah. like, I don't agree. And I'm going to tell you I don't agree. But I'm not going to do anything against it. I'm not going right. to force it on you or anything like that. So I'm very grateful for that. Yeah. That's where a lot of the biggest part of my trauma comes from. Because not only was I subject to all of this at church, but it was a home too. My my house was essentially right, right. another church. Yeah. <laughs> the moment I went home, it was over. Right. Yeah. It continued with me. And so, like, I was constantly you know, fighting against the guilt of not praying and reading my Bible every single day to this day. Okay. Well, no, I won't say that because (laughs) that's a now part. I'll say that on the next episode, but like, I was always so guilty when I would skip like one day of like reading my Bible and praying and having a whole devotion session for at least an hour. You had like a whole, I remember it too. You had, and this was a middle school and we really started being friends. Yeah. I remember you were very to a T with it all. Yeah. And I remember being like so judgmental of you because of course in my family, it was like when you went home, it was over. Yeah. It was over. I mean, you still carried it with you, but you just carried the messages with you. Didn't you continue to keep doing yeah. what you did in church in your free time, and you did. Right. So I remember being like, "Oh my god, yeah, what a freak." <laughs> <laughs> you also had—I don't know if you want to talk about it now—but you also had a lot of anger against it all. Maybe I did. You want to that I was later. also that came a little bit later. Okay. Um, more so towards the end of middle school. That's mm-hmm. when that came. Because, again, they taught a lot of... They preached a lot of hate. Yeah. And a lot... During that time, I had a lot of, like, people... Who, again, when you discover yourself, and in middle school, more so. Mm-hmm. And a lot of people were, like, coming out. I had my yeah. friend... I won't say his name, but I adore him. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't talk to him much anymore. But we used to, like, get coffee together and, like, mm-hmm. hang out. And he, like, came out. I was, like, the first person he told. Mm-hmm. And I remember being like, oh, shit. Yeah. <laughs> like, it was still during that time where I was, like, unsure of whether yeah. I wanted to keep following the path I was on or if I wanted to branch off. And he told me that, and it was immediately, like, conflict within me mm-hmm. because I was like, I love this person. Yeah. It can't be wrong. He, it can't. Mm-hmm. I don't want it to be wrong. He's too good of a person, caring of a person for it to be like evil for him to spend his eternity in hell yeah 
Like I wouldn't accept it. Mm -hmm. I feel that. Well, a lot of that I, I didn't understand until later on, but you know, I definitely felt a hesitation. Like, you know, the church preaches love and all that. And we were told to love our neighbors, but we were also told that all these people, you know, LGBT included were evil and sinful. And I always felt like I could never truly love and accept them the way I was supposed to purely because of that. I mean, if I hadn't been a part of the church, I would not even have hesitated to be like, you're still amazing. Like, that's great. Like, I would have never hesitated to love and accept him entirely. But because I wasn't part of the church, I I wouldn't know how to react to something like that back then, especially. And earlier on, and this lasted until all the way through high school, I, I would have actually not hesitated to be like, oh, that's wrong. Still love you, though. Like, I still love you. I just hate that aspect of your life. But th- that's not, <laughs> that doesn't work out. Yeah. Like, you can say that all day long, but especially if they have a family, you know? Like, if I came up to you and I was like, hey, I love you so much. I just detest the fact that you're marrying who you're marrying and you have kids together. That's not love. <laughs> and that just that doesn't that doesn't work out when you get down to it. So but but if you had told me that in middle school, I would have immediately been like, oh, he's that. I can't be around him. He's sinful. I can't, you know, I would have jokes, immediately jokes on you, you're around me the whole time though. Oh yeah. And that being said, during that time as well, I was like, a girl? Maybe I like that. <laughs> of course, I didn't know what any of that was because right. I was in fucking middle school. Yeah. And I just didn't, I, I wasn't capable, I was in the church and I wasn't capable of understanding mm-hmm. these feelings I was feeling because of the church. Yeah. Because the church told me it was wrong. Mm-hmm. So that was definitely my turning point because up until then, I, I, I was kind of like, eh. Yeah. I don't really care about this as a whole, but it's how I have to live. Right. It wasn't until about the end of middle school that it started turning. And I was like, wait a damn minute. Things aren't making sense. Mm -hmm. If he's supposed to, if God is supposed to love me entirely, why would I, why, why is he going to send me to hell for me? Maybe having a little crush on this girl. Yeah. Why is that a thing? And then because of that and because of my friend who came out and because of probably several other things, Mm -hmm. um, I started questioning. I started being like, these things don't add up and I don't like it. But the moment you start asking questions, you start getting shut out. Start like <laughs> gaslighting. Yeah. Um, Cause I think I did ask a question one time about gay people. And cause during that time too, they preached a lot of like, you know, you're going to meet these people. Yeah. Don't be around them. Right. And I was like, but if this, and they were like, no, still, yeah. it says in the Bible it's wrong. Yeah. They still love you, but they're still going to send you to hell. And I was like, yeah. what? Yeah, I feel that. Well, at the time, <laughs> so, like, you just told me, like, this week, actually, <laughs> that that girl you had a crush on. And I, at the time. Which is so funny because I could have sworn we had mentioned it in passing uh, way back when. <laughs> and to be like, I was like, you didn't know that? Yeah, no. Cracking me up. Yeah. 
Uh, but it was funny because back then I was so jealous of her because y'all were hanging out so much and you were my best friend. <laughs> and I was so jealous about it. And, I, and Melissa was around at that point too. So I started getting closer to Melissa and being like, okay, fine. Maybe Melissa's my best friend. And like all the while you were just trying to figure out if you liked this girl or not. Yeah. Well, you did like her, but like, yeah. but I was like, I don't know if I should or if this is right. right. Yeah. It felt wrong the entire time. Well, yeah. But it felt right the yeah. entire time. Which, well. of course, I'm marrying a man now yeah. who I love very, very dearly. Embarrassing. <laughs> Embarrassing. <laughs> no, I love him so much. I could not ask for anything better. But <laughs> still, back then, I was like, this feels right. Yeah. But so wrong. Whatever was happening. And we, like, went to church together. And we'd be, like, holding hands on the car right home. Like, You'd like, hold hands at church because all girls held hands. That's like, that true, wasn't too. a big thing. But we were really holding hands. Right. Yeah, exactly. We were holding, ooh, we were holding hands, but we were really holding hands. Yeah. Y'all were holding hands with different intentions. Yeah. <laughs> but, yeah, I remember being so jealous. But then high school rolled around. <clears throat> and high school is where... A lot of shit went down because um, my freshman, you were in eighth grade, but my freshman year of high school, we got a new youth pastor. And Mm. um, (laughs) he had uh, a lot of anger issues, especially. And he definitely, like, he would make it known that he was better than us because he was grown and we were just kids. Yes. And so our opinions never mattered. We were never heard. We were never seen as that important. Um, and he would yell at us at the drop of a hat. <laughs> and then he always like preached his story and how far he's come and in Christ and how we know nothing because we haven't even come to Christ yet. Right. And he like made points to be like, I used to be an alcoholic and did drugs. And of course, later in life now, I'm like, oh, did you have like maybe one too many Smirnoffs? Did you smoke a little weed? Oh my God, life's so hard. It's been fucked up. It's been fucked up. Did you smoke a little weed? Oh, poor baby. Oh my God. But definitely when I thought back on it, that's what I thought. Yeah. Like, I was definitely like, oh. <laughs> Poor you. You right. had such a hard such a hard time that you had to turn to Christ. Oh. It's so hard not to say names, just a side note. <laughs> it, it very much is. But um I wanted to make a note before we started getting into the high school because that's definitely where like a chunk of mm-hmm. stuff is. Uh I wanted to mention vacation Bible school was mm-hmm. part of the middle school thing. Do you remember all that? Part elementary school or middle school? They were both, both. Both? We were in it because we of in, uh, youth. We still did vacation Bible school, though, did we not? We, like, helped with it, though, um, in middle school and high school. I remember hating it. <laughs> I loved it. <laughs> I detested it. I loved, at the time, I always loved going to church because it was just, like, I don't know. All my friends were there, so, like, I enjoyed going to church all the time, and I didn't realize till much later that it caused me a lot of harm but at the time i was like oh hell yeah v- vbs love that Mama shit. VBS. <laughs> i fucking detested it i hated it so much most like another reason was because i my mom made me do it yeah but she always helped out in the kitchen oh yeah i remember that oh, the only i did get two cats out of it you did <laughs> you did 
Because I got just... bullied another reason for that, too. Yeah, you did. By a different girl. By a different girl. God. She was always... She's horrible, but anyway. She was she was the kind of girl that was like, where's my hug? From oh my all the guys. God. Please hug me. Like, what the fuck ever. Her mom was a bitch. Her mom was the one who... Her mom was the one that, yeah. That basically was like, if you give it out, you're nothing at the end of it. Yeah, she you was the one that did nothing. the paper towel thing. Yes, 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 yes. A lot of toxicity. Yeah. <laughs> but two cats just, like, came into the church at some point. Uh, like, no. Um, or one of them did. One of them did. Yeah. Uh, Ruth. Rue. Rue. Sorry. I'm going to cool it. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, you're going to name your cat. <laughs> Rue. Rue. Her name's yeah. Rue. Like, from the Hunger Games. Yeah. I was very much into the Hunger Games yeah. during that time. And my other one was named... Katniss at first, but it's because it was too young to know if it was a boy or a girl. Oh, that's and Pita. then we realized it was a girl, and it was Peta. We just lost Peta recently. Side yeah. note: He was a very old cat, and he got attacked by something. Oh, so rest in peace, Peta. Yeah. Um, but yeah, she told me when I told her what the it, that cat Peta came from that family mm-hmm, mm-hmm. because her little shit dog kept trying to like attack the cat yeah they had to get rid of the kitten and they had to like they couldn't do it to keep the kitten safe and she was like mad about it because it was her kitten yeah and she told me that that was such a stupid name that i named the cat and i'm stupid for naming it (laughs) that she was she's still awful oh yeah like she was awful in high school she was off she was awful all the way through i couldn't stand her i'm sure she's still awful oh yeah i'm sure but VBS, you did anything happen in VBS that you remember um, specifically? No, it was just more so I was around people that already probably that I had no real connections with mm-hmm. other than you. Yeah. But sometimes we because we were in different grades. Yeah. Sometimes we were split we were in different classes. Different classes. Sometimes we were in the same ones, but it was like every other year. It was every other year, and that was like the best year. That's probably yeah. the ones I don't remember. Yeah. Because they just were. I just had to be there, and I'd rather be at, have been at home. Mm-hmm. <sighs> it's just, a, I just, I remember being, like, knowing it was going to happen during my fucking summer. Yeah. And I was like, I'm going to have to be in class again. Yeah. Like, God. <laughs> Ugh. I don't want to learn anymore. Oh, my God. First, that was just me being a little shit kid. At that yeah. Point. It wasn't until middle school when we started helping out <clears throat> that I just became very resentful towards the whole thing and then that continued yeah. on into high school of just being like why are we doing this why mm-hmm. why is anything happening i hate all of this yeah well in high school i <laughs> i'll tell a side story i there was this guy good lord he was legitimately like only stalker i've ever had but he was a stalker and we i don't know how detailed i want to get the story but um we met in a homeschool setting. He was homeschooled too. And we did like standardized testing together. And my mom was helping with the standardized testing. And long story short, he ended up asking my mom for our like house number because we had a landline. And um, my mom, he called like that night and my mom answered because the the excuse was I'm new to homeschooling and my mom had homeschooled for like over 20 years. Um, so he was like, I want to be able to ask for help. He called that night and he was like, actually, I'm asking about your daughter. Can you tell me what she's like? <laughs> and my mom was like, uh, 
yeah, sure. And my mom was so fake through this I whole thing. I was like, what thing. a fake ass mom. I'd be like, <laughs> in the moment someone asked about my kid, I'd be like, no, bye. Yeah. She, oh out. my gosh. She was fake this whole situation. And anyway, I, he would continually call, but then my mom would be like, you need to talk to Rachel. And, and he would be like, no, 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 I'm too scared. I'm too scared. Can I just talk to you about her? And it was so freaking weird. And eventually, I can't remember. I think she made me talk to him for a while um, on the phone. And it was like a, you know, he would ask me three questions and then it would be silence. And then he'd be like, oh, I had a list of things I wanted to tell you about, but, um, we ran out, so um, I don't really know what to say anymore. And I would just sit there cringing in a ball on the floor. <laughs> and eventually he just stopped. And then a year, over a year later, it was like a year and a half to two years later, he shows up at the church. It happened to me, my church. He immediately found me, came up to me and immediately knew who I was and started talking to me. And I was like, why are you here? And they started like coming regularly. They started like joining the church essentially. And he would meet me after every service and give me little, little things like a dime or a Hershey kiss or <sighs> literally anything. And, um, my brother and my mom and like literally everyone except for you and Melissa and my dad, literally everyone else was always up my ass being like, you need to be nice to him. You need to be nice. Like talk to him. He wants to talk to you. And I'm like, I told him I am not interested in him. Like if I, he obviously doesn't care about my feelings because I told him I'm not interested in him. And he would just consistently talk to me and talk to me and talk to me constantly giving me gifts and like my brother and a, a kid in the youth group and my mom would always be like, don't avoid him. Stop being mean. And at some point my mom came up to me and she was like, Hey, he's going to come up to you after the service because he said he lost your number and he wants it again. And I was like, mama, no, I don't want him to call me. I don't want him to talk to me, give me things or anything. And, um, I worked in the sound booth for a while. And so after the service, my dad came up <clears throat> to talk to me and he didn't know what was going on. And so I told him and I was like, I don't want to talk to him, dad, daddy. I don't want to talk to him at all. And he like looked around and he was like, go to the bathroom real quick. And I was like, huh? And I was like, you know, I, I want to say I remember that because I think we came with you. I want to say we. You might have. Because I remember it was the one with like the carpet. Yeah. And then yeah. like the I want to say we all sat down in there and we just hung out for a bit. I think we did. Because I, I was like, he's in the way. Like if I go to the bathroom that direction, he's right there. Because I don't think we me. were up with you at that point. I think I your think so. your dad might have come to us and said, "Hey, Rachel's hiding in the bathroom." He might have. I really want to say my that dad was out happen. here for me in this situation, and he like told me to like go out the back doors and cut through the courtyard and like go back in a different door and hide in the bathroom. And I think y'all might have come with me. I think we did too because I think your dad came up to us. If I remember correctly, I want to say your dad came up to us because I think he knew that that guy would be looking for us and yeah. he would come to us to come find you because you would come to us. I think he told us like, "Hey, Rachel's like." You guys might want to like. You might want to. And I think you. we went. 
instead of going straight across the 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 church uh-huh. to end that way i think we went the wrong way <laughs> yeah i remember being in there for by myself for a second and then i think y'all came in so i want to say your dad came in there your That's dad so told us funny i love that my dad was really out here and he like had us go the long way <laughs> That's so funny. Yeah, and so he he was, like, the only one that was, like, if you don't want to talk to him, don't talk to him. And he was the only one. Everyone else is, like, you have to be nice. And that's just, I mean, it feeds back into our last episode of Purity Culture of, like, as a woman, I have to cater to the man's feelings, mm-hmm. even though he is not catering to mine whatsoever. And be nice. You have to- yeah, I was nice. That was the thing. I went to him and I was like, you know, I had to like coddle the shit out of him. I had to be like, you know, you're a great guy. You're really sweet. You're really nice. Like I wanted it to be like, you creep, leave me alone. But like I had to compliment the mess out of him before I was like, but I'm just not interested in you. And, like, I should not have had to do that. He should have taken a hint from the get-go. Yeah, for real. But, I mean, that's that, that was always the thing. I always had to be the bigger person. And I always had to completely. You had to be the good Christian. Yeah. The Christian girl. And, and everyone did. We were expected to completely ignore everything about us that we wanted and cater to everyone else around mm-hmm. us. And it was so damaging. It's what God would want us to do. Right. Like, be the better person. Um, and, and he was like coming to church too. So yeah, like, I avoid him. he was like coming to church, like for you, but yeah. all they saw was he was coming to church. So keep him here so oh he can find God. God. How disgusting. They were using me to keep him in church, but like, yeah, he kept coming. And then the, the moment that he finally realized I was not budging, they left. Mm-hmm. Like they were only there for me. I believe it a hundred percent. And it was so weird. The most bizarre situation I've ever been in. But, I mean, we... There were so many things we weren't allowed to, to do. Like, you remember... I think you mentioned this, actually. Do you remember being told that if your friends didn't go to church, then you shouldn't be friends with them? Yes. <laughs> That's, like... I remember being told a lot... Of, because I was in public school. Yeah. So, I had a lot of friends who didn't go to church i had a Mm -hmm. lot of friends who didn't fucking care or even have never set foot in a church like in their entire lives right and they were like oh you can't be friends with them and some of them were like my good friends Mm -hmm. like friends i had up until high school some friends i'm friends with now yeah and i was like fuck that yeah i'm not doing that yeah it was either bring them to church or stop being friends with them Mm mm-hmm and, I mean, all of my friends were – and this is where my, like uh, – I guess you could call it a gifted child – like, gifted child syndrome, but you could also call it just egotistical. <laughs> of, like, that's where my big head came in because I thought, like, all of my friends were Christians, you know? If I if I knew anyone outside of the church, it was within a Christian circle, you know, all of my sports teams were in a Christian circle. All of my extracurriculars, we were in a Christian circle. So all of my friends were Christians. And I thought that just made me so much better than everyone else. Oh, well. I would have never admitted it in a million like, years. I? 
better than everyone else. <laughs> yeah. Whatever that TikTok sound and is. I did. But it, it was so confusing because on one hand, I was like, look at all these things that I'm doing. I follow all the rules. I read my Bible outside of church. I pray outside of church. You know, I only have Christian friends. I'm always in church. That makes me like, you know, such a good Christian. But at the exact same time, I was like, I'm not good enough. I'm not praying enough. I'm not reading my Bible enough. Like just because all my friends are Christians, like, does that mean I'm, you know, and it was just this constant back and forth. And I still have that to this day, not when it comes to religion, but like this back and forth of like, I'm a piece of shit. And then this upside of like, I am the shit. And I'm better <laughs> than everyone. Yeah. Like, and I have this back and forth in my head and there is no in between. But there was not an in between then I'm either. Sure. You can't just be sad. No, I mean, it's getting better. But like <laughs> back then, I w- it was either I'm a better Christian than everyone or I'm a piece of shit and I'm not good enough. I was so fucking coming back to what I was saying where you always, you like we're the perfect, when I left where we met mm-hmm. and I knew you better after that, it was always such like a, it's like, God, why is she like that? Yeah. Because I wasn't because I was so, I was like. It was like borderline night and day between the two of us. Because mm-hmm. I didn't care. I didn't want to be part of that. Yeah. I didn't want to. I just didn't enjoy it. And I, I was constantly like, why is this? Why why, why is she so much like this? What am I, what am I doing wrong? I must mm-hmm. be doing something wrong. And then going back and being like, maybe she's fucking wrong. Yeah. Maybe she's just so fucking brainwashed. Maybe she, I was so angry. I was very yeah. angry towards the end. Maybe. And I was so judgmental. Of the fact that you, you had fucking, what did, what did I say? I, I don't want to say one of the things. I don't want to, not that one, not that okay, one. Okay. <laughs> Maybe not that one. Okay. But you had such like a stick up your ass oh, about, yeah. about all of the, the, not the other one. Okay. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> that one's funny though. Yeah, but I can't say it. <laughs> <laughs> no, yeah, I did. I, and then I was thinking about it the other day of like, I knew all the right answers and I, for the most part, I believed all of the right answers because I had never considered anything else. I didn't know about anything else. I had never even considered anything else. So I knew everything that I needed to know to be respected by the people in the church, to be looked at as a good Christian and a good kid by the adults in the church. Like I knew exactly what to do. And to this day, so many people in the church adore me because I did everything I was supposed to do. Mm-hmm. I, mean, I don't know who I am now because yeah. they don't care who I am. They only cared about if I was doing what I was supposed to be doing. Mm-hmm. And I did for a long time. Yeah, I remember that because we'd be like, let's just not t- tell Rachel. Mm-hmm. Because you would give us like a... a, a like a, a goody, a goody two shoes answer. Yeah, and I'd like that's right not what answers. we wanted from yeah. you. I would give you the church's answer. You would give me the church's answers, and I'd be like, "Yeah, let's just not tell her." Yeah, <laughs> let's leave her out. <laughs> and I did feel left out because I I wasn't aware that y'all weren't telling me stuff, but I I constantly felt left out no matter what situation I was in. And we did not help with that because of yeah. And I mean well but we couldn't have because no we were so uh, vastly different. Yeah. If y'all had if y'all had told me everything that y'all did or who y'all were back then, I we wouldn't be friends mm-hmm. anymore. I mean I, I would have pushed y'all away. I, I know that for a fact. Um but where was I going with that? Um 
down. Oh, yeah. So I was talking about, like, we weren't allowed to question anything. And going along with me being, you know, the perfect Christian, I guess. <laughs> like, better than everyone else. Better than everyone else. Um, we weren't allowed to question anything. To the point where I, I remember... You and Melissa, I remember distinct times where you and Melissa would question stuff. And I remember um, our other friend would question almost everything. Mm -hmm. um, he would question, like, the dumb shit, too, that did not matter. And he, we were friends for a We were friends since birth, too, pretty much. We were never super close, but we were always friends. And we were, like, siblings for a while. And he irritated the crap out of me a lot. But... He would question everything. And now I really respect that. But back then I was like, God, can't you just see that this is just the way it is? Like, can you just stop asking questions and just accept that this is the way it is and you can't change it. And like, you just need to conform to it. Mm -hmm. And, and I remember getting so frustrated at him, especially because I'm like, stop questioning. And now I'm like, How? It, ugh. If you don't question things, you'll never know what you're actually getting into. Um, and I, I even told my dad at some point, like, if you're so sure it's real, then if I question it, it'll last. It'll hold up to questioning if you're so sure that it's real. Um, and so now, you know, obviously. <laughs> but back then, it was my whole identity. It was who I was. And, and like... I could say something we used to go. So we would go on youth trips, right? We need to talk about youth trips too, because that was a lot. That was a lot. Um, and at the end of it, the leaders would be like, Hey, we want y'all to go in front of all the adults and tell them like what you got out of this trip and what you learned. <clears throat> and I remember one time, no one wanted to do it. No one ever wanted to do mm -hmm. it. Um, and because ugh, because youth trips were just so awful, um, no one ever wanted to do it. And and so I would I would just pull something out of my ass. And man, were people impressed with me? Like people thought I was the deepest, like most spiritual kid. And it was just because I was so capable. I knew the right answers so well, so well that I was capable of just pulling something very moving out of my ass. And it really speaks on the sincerity of of modern day christians because like i didn't learn that <laughs> that is not what i learned on that trip i just knew that i could impress people with it and i could just pull it out of my ass and say it and it's so sad but we, like youth trips god no one knows what happened on youth trips the parents really thought they were sending us to do like great things mm -hmm. <laughs> they were just sending us to essentially do like child labor dude yeah there was the i think it was one of the last trips that i ever went on and and everyone that was on this trip will know exactly what i'm talking about if they listen to this um uh, someone got yelled at by our youth pastor for accidentally stepping on the youth pastor's son's glasses and he was accused of um doing it on purpose and he was just yelling at him and one girl had an allergic reaction to something and our youth pastor was like, you're faking it. So you don't have to do all this work. Like you're just faking it. Get over it. And she called her parents and went home. Her parents came and got her. Cause she was like, I ain't putting up with this. 
And like, he would take our phones away on every trip. It was like a kink, man. Mm. It was like a kink. Some kind of power trip kink. Yes. They loved taking our phones away. And like, God, it, it made my mom mad. My mom hated it when they took away their phones. Cause I'm like, I, I want to talk to my child. Like if my child wants to talk to me, I want her to be able to text me or call me. Or I want to be able to call and text her, but they couldn't because they just cut us off from the outside world. Mm-hmm. We couldn't do anything. And that one trip that I was just talking about, like, they worked us. The moment we woke up, I can't tell you how sore I was because Melissa and I, you weren't on this trip. Mm, thank God. Yeah, thank God. Melissa and I did music, but we did, like, dance music, like, all the all the songs had moves and dances to them. And so from the moment we woke up, we had to do those dances with groups of kids and the groups of kids would cycle through the whole day. We wouldn't be done till dinner time. We would do it all day, every day for like a week. We were exhausted. And a group of, a group of us were um, like the guys, they were outside doing like baseball and soccer and sports all day, every single day. We were so overworked. We were so tired and like they pushed us to our limits emotionally and it was so bad. And there's this concept that I'm realizing just about every youth group has. Um, And it is the fact that the last day of every single youth trip everyone ends up sobbing together uh, at like the end of the last Bible study. Normally Mm -hmm. for us, at least it was. Yeah. Tell us about that because I know you have a story about that. Um, Yeah. So I remember it every time and a couple times, like the first few times. Yeah. It would happen every single time. I didn't go on that one. So I didn't know. Like I don't remember the end of that one. Um, The last one I went on, that was the last one I went on because I was like, this fucking sucks. Mm -hmm. Um, Because the first few times I was like, okay, yeah, I'm upset. I'm having a hard time. Mm -hmm. This, and it never was about, to be honest, it never was about God. That was having a hard time in my fucking faith because at that point I was like, fuck this. I just wanted to go on the trip. Yeah. Um, And I... I would cry just because I was so overwhelmed at this mm-hmm. point because I was like, I'm ready to go home. Right. Uh, but the last time, the very last time, the the youth the youth pastor, who was a fucking prick, <laughs> he, he wanted us to cry. He wanted to yeah. see it. And I wasn't crying because I was like, at this point, I was almost, if not fully, tapped out. Yeah. God, he was such a control freak. And freak. he was like, he saw that I was not crying Called mm-hmm. me up by name and was like, I know you're having a hard time right now. I know that you're struggling. I know this. And, and it's okay. Which, by the way, everyone was already crying. And when he, like you said, by name called you out, everyone turned and looked at you. And I was so embarrassed that I started crying. Mm-hmm. And everyone was looking at me. He was, like, like looking at me with, like, you better fucking cry. This is a, we're having a moment. Yeah. And I started crying because I was so embarrassed. I was he fucking overwhelmed me, called me out like that. Mm-hmm. But I started crying. He left me alone. God, yeah, because like it, the way that they interpreted it was, if you were crying, you were letting God work. Like you were letting God in. Yeah, he was like, just let him in. Yeah, just let him. You know, it's okay to let your guard down. And I was like, I'm not fucking sad. Yeah. But now that you've called me out and told me and like told the whole place that I'm having issues, which I'm not. Yeah. 
but now you said I'm, I am having a hard time. You don't know me. I remember mm-hmm. him saying that because I remember him thinking like, I was like, you don't know me. You don't know my life. I'm yeah. not having a hard time right now. I'm actually doing great. Mm-hmm. But the fact that he called me out like that and made it seem like I was, I started crying. Yeah. I remember that too. Um, and the only, the reason, think, looking back, the only reason that I cried, I cried every time, every single time. And it's because the entire trip would be centered around the fact that we all suck. Mm-hmm. The entire trip would be like, you're not doing enough. Are you reading your Bible every single day? And, and you know, a lot of times I'd be like, yeah, <laughs> I am. But then it would be like, you know, you miss a day sometimes. So don't even, I'd be like, well, shit. Yeah, I do. And I already feel so bad about it. And like, He'd be like, it's that one time. That's all it takes. Yeah. And he would make such a big deal about every single failure. And, and like, by the end of the trip, that last Bible study was always, like, you need him because without him, you are absolutely nothing. You can't do a damn thing right by yourself. You can't do anything. You are worthless Mm -hmm. unless you do these things. And... By the end of it, I felt so freaking bad about myself. I felt so worthless that I cried every single time I so hard. I remember so vividly just being absolutely shattered by the end of it because I felt so useless. And it was horrible. And I remember... I, I even remember... There was one time we were in like a beach house or something and I all of a sudden in the middle of it, I was like, oh, let me like, let me read that. I had such a need. It wasn't showing off. It really wasn't. But I had such a need to like be a like a spiritual leader, I guess. And so I like got up and was like, hey, let me read this verse. And I read this verse and. After the trip was over, I remember this girl talking about like, oh, I was looking for a sign. And then when Rachel read this verse, um, like I took that as my sign or whatever. And I remember being like, oh, my God, look at me. <laughs> like, I, It was awful. I literally one second I was like, I am a useless piece of nothing. And then the next I was like, wow, I'm the best Christian. <laughs> oh my God. Like God freaking loves my ass. Like, I'm doing the most. (laughs) And there was no in-between. It was awful. But the last day was always so miserable. And and like I said, we were being so overworked constantly at every single trip. Like, what do you we were we were sleep deprived because we never got enough sleep because everyone was crammed into little rooms. And we were overworked. We were um we were like malnourished because they never gave us like vegetables. I remember getting made fun of so hard because I asked for broccoli. <laughs> I'm, I remember that I was on that. I was on that one. Yeah. Cause you wanted it too. Yeah. Cause I was like, oh, we felt so physically awful because all they were making was like, I mean, they made like spaghetti and stuff, but they would make everything without vegetables or fruit. We had nothing healthy the whole week. And I felt so horrible that I was like, can I please, y'all are going to the store. Can I just get some broccoli? I just need some vegetables. And I got made fun of so hard. And I'm like, 
you're not taking care of us physically and because of all these things and then um, we were so emotionally manipulated and drained of course we were gonna cry at the end of it mm-hmm. but i mean i remember um going up to him at some point our youth leader uh and i remember being like listen i feel like our lessons are the same thing over and over you know be better essentially it was mm-hmm. always our lesson And I was like, I really would love to get into what the Bible is, where it comes from, the history of the Bible. Like, why don't we do more of that? And he looked me dead in the eye and he was like, oh, um, I'm going to do that anyway. Like, I have plans to do that. So don't worry about it. And it never changed. We never learned anything of substance. Mm -hmm. It was just purely like, you're trash. You need to do better. Mm -hmm. If you're not doing better... Like, you to shit. You're not enough. You need to do better. Yeah. And, like, overall, again, like you were saying, it was the same thing. It was, it, there was no depth within the lessons. Mm -mm. At all. But even if you, again, he was a very angry man. The youth pastor, youth pastor was so angry. So, like, if you had, and, like, people did, like, challenge him during his youth lessons. Mm -hmm. He would shut it down. He would yeah. be like, no. There was not a day that went by that we did not get yelled at by this man. Mm-hmm. Every single lesson we had. And and it was like when I talked about in the Purity Culture episode, I questioned him on one of the only times I ever questioned him because I was on board with not questioning. Yeah. Um, I questioned him about the fact that the girls had to wear T-shirts and the guys didn't over bathing suits. And he immediately was like, this is not up for debate. Those are, like, exactly his words. This is not up for debate. I am the leader. You are the child. And it it was constant. Like, every single thing that we said did not make a difference to him. Mm -mm. I would love to sit in now and listen to what he says. He's not there anymore. Listen. No, he's not. But wherever he's at. Oh, he's somewhere. (laughs) Yeah. I would love him to listen to the poison he was putting in the uh, these other children's minds. I would yeah. just love to know, and I would love to sit and be like, and just fucking challenge. I know he would yell at me, mm-hmm. but what's funny now is I'm an adult. I can handle it, and now. I can handle it now. Mm-hmm. And if he gets too serious, I know that I know the number for nine one one. Right, <laughs> it's nine one one. Yeah, you cannot yell at me. This is assault, sir. This yeah. is verbal assault. I will have you arrested. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, no, not a single day went by. I'm not a straight. child anymore. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we, we were not treated as people. Surely I could have done the same thing back then, but I didn't know. Uh, yeah. I would have loved to call the cops on him back then. <sighs> Man. Yeah, for real. And the thing was, none of the parents knew any of this. Mm-hmm. I told my mom. I told my mom about it. And yeah. She was shocked. Yeah. She, I told her about your him calling you a slut. Yeah. And my mom was shocked. Yeah, like me out of all people. Yeah. I was the one that was following the rules the most. Uh, yeah, and I've started to open up. I, I've mainly talked to my dad about it, and and he he was also like, "What? <laughs> you're you're kidding? This happened." And none of the parents, like the parents, praised this man. Mm, they, they thought he was yeah. They thought he was the best thing that ever happened to us, and they had no I, no idea what happened behind closed doors. Um. But moving from that and getting into the actual theology that messed us up um me i 
for me, and I've said it multiple times at this point because it, it was true more than I can explain. It was true is guilt. Um, I was constantly guilty about everything, every action I did, every action I didn't do, every single thing that life entailed, I felt guilty about it. Um, and uh, I talked in the first episode about our general beliefs. I talked about how I don't believe, I don't believe Jesus's death was for our individual sins as people. Um, and I almost said it in that episode, but I wanted to save it for now because I refuse to feel guilty anymore because every time Easter came around, I was guilty because they would shove it in my face of like, he died for you. He died this horrible, brutal death for you. And you can't even do these things. You can't even read your Bible every day without missing a day. You can't even pray every day without missing a day. Like you are so horrible. And this is what he did for you. And I don't, I don't believe that anymore. Like I said, in the first episode, I believe it's much bigger than that. And that he died because of like oppressive systems and not for individual sin. Mm-hmm. I, I refuse to he feel like a, a guilty. Martyr. Yeah. No, it's called, he was more of a martyr. Yeah. Well, I, again, I think, he, as we said before, I think he was just some dude. Right. Yeah. Um, and he died more so as like, if Martin Luther King, he died. Yeah. George Floyd died for mm-hmm. reasons and made movements happen. And right. that happened to be the movement of that time. Um, as for the guilt was always a thing. Of course, I got away from it a lot further than you did. Yeah. Um, but that was a big thing because that's what they taught. Yep. That was like their main point in getting you to be a Christian yeah. was to make you feel guilty about everything and anything. Mm-hmm. And at some point I was like, I'm, I won't do it. I don't feel guilty. I enjoy mm-hmm. it. Especially as we talked about in back in the purity culture one. Mm-hmm. I liked having sex. Yeah. I'm not going to feel guilty about it anymore. Yeah. I enjoy it. I'm of a decent age. Yeah. I'm you know, 16. But like <laughs> 16 year olds do that. Yeah. Like I'm not going to feel guilty about it anymore. Mm-hmm. I'm young. I'm dumb. And I'm, I can do it without consequence right now. Yeah. Why not? Mm-hmm. So... Guilt was their whole mantra, like I just, guilt and shame. They would just make you feel useless if mm-hmm. you didn't do what they wanted. As for Easter, I didn't give a shit about Easter. Easter yeah. was just candy and an Easter basket that I got. Right, presents. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> gifts were like a big thing for you. Gifts, yeah. <laughs> I like I like receiving little gifts. Uh, you could hand me like a like you could give me a handful of like cushy kisses, and I'd be like, oh. You. Yeah, <laughs> I, I'm a slut for just little little things being done. Uh-huh. Um, but I didn't care. And like uh, your their point of like, oh well, he did this for you. I didn't ask him to, and I don't yeah. care that he did it by his own free will. Right. If that's the reason you're gonna put it put it on me, it's like me coming to you in the middle of like the summer when nothing's happening. There's no holidays, and I give you a gift out of like my free will. You didn't ask me to. I just wanted to. And then for the rest of your life, I was like, um, I did that for you and you're not even going to do this for me. It's like me holding it over your head when Mm. you never asked for it. And yeah, I did it because it was a nice thing to do. But like, and I didn't ask you to. (laughs) Right. Like that doesn't mean. you did it of your free will. I don't owe you anything. Exactly. Yeah. You did it. If we had like a, okay, you do this, I do that. Yeah. An agreement. An agreement. Mm -hmm. We ain't got that. Yeah. You just did it. 
Mm-hmm. You were just selfless about it. Cool. God, I remember it being held over our heads constantly. And I, I would watch him do it to other people, too. Like, someone would come to church for the first time in, like, three weeks, you know? Like, they missed two out of three weeks. Mm-hmm. Okay. Like, not even that big of a deal. And he would be like, did you know Jesus died this brutal death and you can't even come to church every week? Like, mm-hmm. I heard these words from his mouth. Yeah. And, like, I don't even remember what I thought about at the time. But it, it almost became like a joke for a while you know like oh he died for you and you can't do this and i was like oh what a stupid thing to joke about i don't know it was a lot of just guilt um and a lot of times he said it as a joke it it produced a lot of trauma in people's minds even if it was a joke um his jokes were all of his jokes were damaging he, he really thought he was funny, but all of his jokes were so damaging. It was just awful. Yeah. Um, but another thing that I, uh, I believed so hard that everything was corrupt, except for the church. <laughs> I remember thinking, and this is something that they still believe, everything, science, the government, Literally just people that aren't Christians. I I genuinely believed that every single one of those was corrupt and out to get us as Christians. Like their whole purpose was to like bring down Christianity. That like um, victim mentality. Uh, Yeah, like martyr mentality or victim mentality. They want to be victims so bad. They want to be oppressed so yeah they like y'all all right this is an unpopular opinion maybe i don't know christians in america are not oppressed literally we are the majority religion we're not we're not fucking oppressed and i was uh, i was just convinced i was be- I, I believed that everything everything was just against it and i i i thought like physical proof of things in front of my face, science. Oh, they're just like trying to dismantle the Bible. Like they're just out to get God. They're just lying to try to make God look bad. And it's just so, it's ridiculous. And it's so sad. Um, The main thing was, again, like guilt, it goes along with it. But the main thing for me was everything I was taught over the years it was all based on the fact that I was nothing. All of it. Uh, it was all we were taught that we are nothing. We are worthless if we don't follow the rules of the church. <clears throat> and I always felt like nothing. I constantly felt like nothing. I felt like nothing in my home. I felt like nothing at the church. I felt, I, I just felt worthless. For so long, I felt so worthless. And I'll end on this, but you can tie up whatever you, you want to say. I remember um, I remember so many times growing up through, through all of high school and through some college, which I'll get to in the next episode. But um, I remember being so broken and shattered about whatever the situation was. And I would be sobbing my eyes out, just completely broken. And I would be praying so hard, harder than I have ever prayed in my life. And I never once heard anything. And they always told me, you're just not praying hard enough. 
you're not close enough to God, you're not listening the right way. It was it was anything. And, and I would make these excuses, too. Like, you know, if, if someone directly asked me, like, have you ever heard God talk back to you? I'd be like, well, you know, I, I a lot of it is me. I, I think I'm just not good enough at, at praying or I'm not good enough at listening or I'm not close enough to him anyway. And and I would make all these excuses. And, you know, I said in the in the first episode how I, I think praying and thoughts are are the same if you believe in God. Um and that he he doesn't answer like i i don't i think it's more of like a presence like um it, it, he doesn't answer he doesn't give you direction he's already given you everything that you need already you know i covered all that in the first episode but and i'll talk about how i came to that in the next episode but i remember being so broken so many times and i would cry out as hard as i could and never heard a damn thing and it was always again it was just always my fault i think that's a lot of where my anger came from in the church mm-hmm. it's like a lot of because i had such an influence of the outside i got millions of people being like i do this all the time and there's nothing of it so now therefore i'm no longer a christian right because i heard nothing and I'm like, because there is nothing. Mm-hmm. Why would there? This, of course, was when the point in my life where I was just not believing in anything and yeah. nothing. And I was like, there is nothing. It's simply the world. Mm-hmm. Like, this is the world we live in. It sucks. And you're looking for a way out. Yeah. Fine. Mm-hmm. But, like, and to the point that it was like, you can't live your life like that. Yeah. You can't rely on everything. Mm-hmm. else and that's where a lot of the anger that I was just so fucking angry all the time at anything and everything and I stopped going to church yeah um and I I left I I've never I've never gone back mm-hmm. of course I've become my own person now and I have my own beliefs now different beliefs um of things in the world mm-hmm. but I I will never step foot in church again yeah i refuse to after everything that happened i will never put my children in that Mm -hmm. i will never do anything yeah of that i do not call myself a christian i never want to be called that ever again Mm -hmm. i just i spent so much like you i spent so much of my youth feeling worthless yeah just in general and then the church just piled it on Mm -hmm. and i have I, I didn't think I was going to make it. Yeah. It was so awful. I I truly <laughs> never thought I would have seen 16. Jeez. Because it was so bad. And I was just so over it. Mm-hmm. I was tired of struggling. I was tired of getting nowhere. And I just couldn't do it. Mm-hmm. And I eventually, because nothing ever came about it, I was like, I'll do it myself. Yeah. What's <laughs> the, uh, fine. I'll do it myself. <laughs> Thanos. Fucking Thanos. <laughs> yeah, that was me, essentially. And, and then here I am thriving. And you left in high school at yes. some point. It was a slow process. It was a slow process because it was slowly, like, coming away. I was really just doing it because my mom made me yeah. in high school. And then eventually she just stopped making me. Yeah. And that was the moment I stopped being forced to. I stopped. Yeah. Because I was already over it. And I remember being like sad that y'all weren't coming as much, but by that time we were hanging out outside of church so much 
that it it really didn't matter too much like for our friendship it didn't matter that you came to church or not yeah. so you know uh, it wasn't like because i know for a while you were like oh what about rachel and that didn't you know that wasn't a deciding factor but like a lot of it was like oh shit like this is all she knows like i'll never see her else we don't see each other outside of church but mm-hmm. um in high school we had started hanging out enough that that we we were still friends but yeah it was a slow process and then you just dropped off and then i went to college and that's where we'll pick up next time (laughs) we'll pick up on that at the next episode so yeah that's it that was heavy that That was a little heavy but yeah we'll pick up there next episode so i hope you come back